welcome to episode 10 of the Blueprint Review podcast. We've, we've reached double figures. Are you excited? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Extremely excited. I've just realised, though, the fish have been really noisy in the background. Yeah, we have noisy fish. Yeah. They're the only blubs. Pet fish. Blubs? Blubs. Whatever noise. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, our 10th episode. Um, yeah, great. Um, after last week's patch show, we have quite a small scale show today. The, there's myself, Mr. David Brooks. And we have Darren. Yep. And Hello. Laura. Hello. Uh, but nobody else. Yay. So it's a quiet one. It should be a short one, but. We've got no gossip, <laughs> Heat Magazine gossip this time. <laughs> Lindsay's not here. We've got no Bradshaw style musings from Damo. <laughs> but uh, it should be a good show. Uh, I've not seen a lot either, but uh, but you guys have seen it. It's a good day. Work. You may have believe now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've ruined it. But, uh, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, news wise. Have we got any exciting news? I have one piece of news. It's not necessarily exciting, but... I have exciting news, but why don't you go first, and then... I, I shall go on. first. Um, after uh, David O. Russell was down to direct the Uncharted movie, the PlayStation PS3 game, um, he left, for whatever reason, and it sounds like Neil Berger, comedy name, uh, the director of Limitless, is taking over, uh, which I've not seen Limitless from what I've heard. It doesn't sound particularly amazing, so... Uh, well, the Rolling Stone magazine are trying to um, give it some thumbs up for an Oscar um, nod. God. Which is just fucking ludicrous. But they also said the same about Tree of Life, but um, <laughs> we'll, get into we'll, that yeah, we'll get onto that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's not particularly great news, but again, it doesn't affect me that much because I've not seen Limitless. And to be honest, The Fighter, David O. Russell's last film, hmm, a bit shoddy. So either way, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure what to make of So have you ever played the Uncharted games? I play bits of them and they do look pretty cool. They are, br- they are amazing. They're easily the only reason I've got a PlayStation, mm. to be honest. That and a Blu-ray player. My Uncharted and a Blu-ray player, that's what it is. <laughs> it, it, they are amazing. Uncharted 1 was great. It's you know, it was sort of like, I don't know, a bit like Tomb Raider maybe. I don't know, like a male Tomb Raider. I don't know, it's probably not giving it um, to like fair juice. But, um, but it's just a brilliant game. The second one is absolutely amazing. third one looks brilliant it's um i mean they're really kind of heavily story focused it's kind of for a video game the writing is brilliant the acting is re- you know really good they kind of you know in, in terms of how they make it they kind of get actors on the sound stage and you actually yeah. get them to run through it and kind of mocap it all and stuff like that and it's really well done it's you know it's great and you just think i don't know it's, it's difficult you think when you you know games never never yeah never kind of transferred to cinema very well really except street fighter <laughs> Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, no, no, you know, they don't. You know, kind of notoriously, they don't go very well, no. do they? Um, and but when you look at what games could transfer over pretty well, this would be up there. Yeah, you know, honestly, it seems very cinematic. From what I'm yeah, saying. very cinematic, kind of real strong genre. Kind of, it's you know, great wit. It's really kind of really class. It's a class kind of video game, and the script is good, and and it just lends itself. But saying that, it would be a completely different team, different actors, different mm. writers. It would be completely different. And like you say, the directors, David Irrell said maybe a bit more of an interesting choice. Yeah. But Berger, you never know. I was, I really didn't like Limitless at all. Um, I don't know. Kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see how it'll turn out, but... Mm, Not too excited. Weird. Yeah. Well, what was we'll your see. exciting news then, Laura? Oh, my exciting news is that the uh, daughter of an heir, uh, some really, really rich person, is like the fifth richest person in the world, I think. Um, what? Yeah, that's what I was reading today. Um, we'll talk about that later, though. Uh, her name's Megan Ellison, and she is uh, f- going to be funding many films. 
Um, she already she, has. She already has, yeah. She co-funded True Grit, apparently. Awesome. Um, and she's like the new big name in the film world, and apparently everybody's talking about it, and we're going to hear a lot more about her in the future. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, the kind of the big thing is she's uh, going to be funding Paul Thomas Anderson. Pete oh, Anderson, chat about the last About yeah. the, the film, film that's, I think... Let me get this right. I think he's making a film about the Scientology leader. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah, one yeah. Of, she's funding two of them, his films and that's one of them. So I just think it's quite an exciting piece of news because she's obviously really interested in funding films that maybe would be a bit more risky yeah. for um, the, the main film industry. And then sort of the, the, uh, the other thing is that, um, you know, for someone who's, uh, she's only 25, Wow. The, the daughter of like a really really rich rich guy something to do with dot com he made his money on and um yeah and so you know compared to someone like Paris Hilton for example <laughs> I think she's doing a really good job yeah I mean it's amazing <laughs> yeah, you know, she's, she's a right. billionaire she's got a billion billions and billions in a trust fund got to inherit more, you know multiple billions yeah. and investing it in loads of really interesting cinema it's fucking amazing no, it's brilliant. I mean I don't think she's she's funding the kind of it's pretty yeah. safe. Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson, what, you know, what, why, um, Wukong, why, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. safe and safe in that respect. But still inter- interesting yeah. work. But interesting yeah. work and more, so I think, what's deemed more intellectual cinema than... Yeah, cinema. yeah more independent. So like, 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 no, it's not Michael Bay. It's big yeah. budget independent cinema is what yeah. she's funding. Yeah. I, 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 I hope that she kind of moves into really, really independent yeah, and really starts nurturing talent. Yeah. That'd be, that, for me, that'd be yeah. more exciting. But yeah. she is mixing it with... Um, Big budget Have you stuff. spoken to her? Yeah, I chatted to her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, because we were um, doing this, I chatted to her before we came on. Yeah. And she yeah. was telling me that I kind of have a strategy is doing big budget stuff and independent stuff. But she's funded, she funded Mission Impossible 4. Mm. Which, which yeah. yeah. It's nice to see, hopefully, because uh, you brought up the Weinsteins earlier, because they tended to fund a lot of these guys' sorts of films. And although they did a good job in that respect, they, they were getting a lot of these films off the ground. They're quite notorious for sort of cutting films, especially world cinema. They were quite renowned for being quite bad with world cinema in terms of trimming bits out and getting yeah. a little too hands-on. Um, so hopefully she'll just leave yeah. it alone. Well, in this more. article I read, they sort of compared, compared her to the Weinsteins and said that, that they hopefully she isn't going to do that. And they, they don't think that that's sort of her, her bag and what she's trying yeah. to do. I think she's her bag? Her bag, yeah. Not <laughs> her bag. Um, down with the kids, you see. Yeah. That's what it is. And plus they, towards... Uh, towards the end I mean still knocking around but um, in the recent years they tend to just want to make as many Oscar winning oh, yeah, yeah. sort of Oscar baiting bollocks as possible so hopefully she's more interested in just decent films she's 25 so she will be I mean the thing is yeah. it's like the wine tends where when they first started fact of the is once you get in and the money start you start mm. seeking different glories and different goals don't you yeah. originally it's like, I want to fund films and it's like I want to win loads of Oscars and, yeah you know, but, we'll, but I think yeah well, I think it's really exciting know, yeah. she, she's She's got a lot of money already. She doesn't, you know. If you, yeah. When your dad's the fifth richest person in the world, do you really need any more money? Hopefully mm. not. That's not what you're after. No. So interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realise about that actually. So that's that's good. Sounds interesting. Um, um, Nick, why would he get any new? I've got a non-news story. I've got a fucking state in the obvious story. Pretty much. Latest articles that Daniel Radcliffe says that um, acting does not come naturally to me. <laughs> well. Yeah, well, okay. we've all seen that, mate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, thanks. Never again. Good story. Yeah. Well, good line, I guess. Make what you will of that. Um, 
We well, have, speaking of which, the uh, latest poll on the <laughs> Blueprint Review site is worst child performances. Got to be Rupert Grint. Mainly, mainly inspired by the Harry Potter cast. I have just grouped the cast together because I couldn't pick one, to be honest. I don't know the films well enough, but they're all crap. No, I, I think they're pretty much as bad as each other. Mm. No, I don't agree with that. I think the ginger kid is fucking atrocious. Got some a, of his no, brothers but, and no, stuff are quite bad. Yeah, yeah like, like some then, of these brothers are worse. But the thing is, people are probably going to like me now, but the thing is with him that actually, in some respects, I think he's got a fairly decent comedy timing compared to the others. Like he hasn't, I knew you'd pull a face. I but think he's he is not. atrocious. He's excruciating, but at least he has a little bit anyway, of character, I guess. But I don't know. Oh, oh, even so though it's a cliche I think she's place. probably the best really she knows I mean, I'm, I'm saying I mean maybe the the, yeah. whatever we're talking about I will, never, Potter kids here. I will Forget never, it. never ever 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 understand these choices of these kids it's ever, when you're ever. casting 10 year olds it's so difficult especially when you know I mean I've, I've got lots of problems with the Harry Potter films but especially when the cast of actors like adult actors in the Harry Potter films are some of the most mm. renowned British actors well respected British actors and then these kids I mean not that but you don't get renowned 10 year old British no 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 I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is these actors are good and then these kids have got to stand up and they rubbish mm. and they have been since it's, the start the thing is it's always uh, going to be very difficult it is hard with child actors yeah but, but but, but there, there are, are great, ones. yeah, there are great child performances out there. Um, but obviously, I mean, there's so many kids in the film. It's hard I reckon to the make biggest mistake they got the was day. Christopher Columbus doing the first one, yeah. and he would have had a hand in these initial three. Yeah, that's the. But you know, in yeah, like a film that didn't make it past the first one, which is similar children's story, which is the Golden Compass. The mm. the young girl in that is is a brilliant little little actor. Again. You know, she was found. I think she was just found. Somewhere. Same way, yeah. Sort of open casting. Yeah, open getting casting. Little, getting little scummers was, off the street. She was a great little actress. Yeah. Awful nothing... script for that, though. When, yeah. Every time she says the word ek, it makes me want to smash my teeth into mm. my kneecaps. Um, but going on from your kind of thing, about that woman, what a big budget in Mission Impossible 4, um, that's kind of one of the films that, um, the kind of trailer oh, yeah. that I've seen that I think kind of interested in. Mm. I, I, other than two, bizarrely, because at the time, you know, woo was that's the kind of one that you thought was going to be good, and it was fucking awful. Yeah. But I actually quite like Mission Impossible One and Three. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm the I, same. Three gets a lot of flack, but I just think it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not groundbreaking. It's got a few, it's got its problems, but I really enjoyed it. Just for a summer solid. action film. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I like the one. I think three. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I'm really first impressed by it. Do you know what? A little bit in this, a bit of a soft spot with Tom Cruise, you know, London Day. Oh really? I, 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 yeah. I didn't mind a bit of Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tell you what, I was watch- I didn't watch the whole film, but we were randomly watching. <laughs> this is going to sound dodgy. We're watching little bits of Risky Business tonight. Mm. I've never seen the whole film, but <laughs> that's good. a fucking he's weird good, yeah. film. He's good though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never bad, seen it all. No. Tom Cruise with his, in his bad teeth days. <laughs> it was weird really watching really. those. So young. But, I mean, the most exciting thing about Mission Impossible Four for me is that obviously Brad Bird. Yeah. Yeah, directed Iron Giant, which I fucking love. Incredibles, which most people love. Yeah, I fucking love. And um, it's his first sort of li- live Rat- action film. I love Rat- Ratatouille. I stand up for as well. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah. And I, he, well, he did loads of Simpsons. Yeah. It, he's, he's not not failed yet for me, to be honest. So I'm I'm very intrigued what he can do here. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the fact that you said you're quite you're quite excited by it, and I've not because I've only seen Mission Impossible one the first one, and not really wanting to go and see the other two sort of based on the trailers. And actually, this one, I'm quite, I'm up to see. So Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. A few times. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. I think um, it looks, good, looks yeah. good, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's um, one I'm looking forward to, which is good because 
a lot of films. I'm just there's not loads I'm looking forward to. No, I've seen. Uh, let's see. I've been watching a few trailers. I mean, I did the trailer watch section, so I've been watching a fair few, and a lot just aren't really grabbing me. Um, Mission Impossible was one of was one of my choices. Really, there's another one that I saw, <laughs> and the trailer looks rubbish. But there's something about it. Just I'm like, whatever. I'm gonna watch it, <laughs> and that's actually Killer Elite. <laughs> It's a new Jason Statham, Statham movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. got Robert De Niro and like Clive Owen in it, bizarrely. It's like, I didn't think they were into that sort of B, B movie Robert type De Niro thing. and Jason Statham. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> I know, although Robert De Niro's been slumming it a lot recently, but, but to see him in me. this. But to be fair, I mean, it looks dumb as hell, hell but I, you know, you know me in action movies, which we'll talk about later, but Do you know what? I enjoy it. I think it looks fun. Statham is Crazily highly regarded in the industry. I can't stand as an action him. hero. He re- he is the the only sort of bo- bankable sort of action hero at the minute in terms of just straight up action and that's it. All he can do, but whatever. But yeah, it works. But he's so. absolutely. I mean, like yeah. really, his kind of status in the industry is massive. People just think he's amazing. I'm, I must admit, I I, I don't. If it's Statham movies on, it's not something I'll be like, yeah, brilliant. I'll spend loads of money on, but I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. I, I just I don't know. he. There's just some people that just great on you. Yeah, he's he, just, he, he just doesn't look like that's what I think. No. Weird. Oh, I think like that's why he's quite popular. I don't like know. He's got that sort of just, he just looks so. like a bit of a hard nut sort of. I don't know. Looks a bit. He's just, but he's got. I can understand why he can be seen as an action hero because I suppose he's a bit, he's a bit beefy and he's got that kind of chiseled look. And he's got a bit. But of he's just got none sort of. of the charm. I don't know. No, I disagree. Like him. Yeah, I like disagree. Him. What did, did you see the Expendables? Nick Spendables, I thought he was probably the most charismatic person in the entire really? film. And there's loads of these big, fair, massive action heroes. Films, so. What other films have you actually seen? <laughs> Good Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> seen none of them. What Lock have you suck. seen? He's all well. <laughs> he's all right in that. I've seen all snatch. those kind of films and um, <laughs> yeah, what kind Snatch. Of you know what I mean, like stock and snatch and those kind of yeah. British. Yeah, to be fair, that was his early. But that's before we turned into the Arnie of the Norton's. I can't think of the name of it. The really weird, surreal one. That's Transporter. Thing, oh, Crank. Yeah, that's him, isn't it? Crank is fucking shit. I must admit, being an actor. But it's not even that, though. It's like all well and good you saying what films have you watched, but when someone grates on you so much, yeah, I can't you don't even bring watch. myself to watch it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But to me, I think, I, I, I sort of just, I just think he's got a bit of a charm. Maybe it's, maybe it's a guy thing. But I, I actually maybe. find him quite likeable and sort of, I don't know. Do I enjoy him. I don't think he's brilliant. Is that what it is? Yeah, I do. I do. So, uh, info blueprint review now. Yeah. Get together. I just don't, yeah, just. Free, I think free that's just the films that I'm really interested in as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You hate violence, so. Yeah. Um, there is another trailer oh, I was going to bring. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. I don't know what time is it. I want my dinner. Yeah, um, there's another trailer I watched. Can we come it. for dinner, Dave? Uh, Anna's already cooked. It's probably not enough. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, another trailer that I saw that. I'm really not excited about it, but I just thought I'd bring it up to see if anyone else has got any thoughts. And it was the War Horse Spielberg's face. I haven't seen the trailer for it. I must admit, I, I'm, I, I am a Spielberg fan. I'll stand up for even some of his more derided films. I'm like, what? Can I ask, is this, I'm on. guessing it's the adaptation from the yes. theatre. Yes, version. it is, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I don't know, the trailer. It's got a couple of, some nice imagery in there, some pretty shots, but it looks very, very, very schmaltzy. It's, well, I thought it was like, an, like a trailer of an episode of The Waltons. Yeah. It looks almost like a spoof um, yeah. Oscar trailer. It's, it yeah. looks, it's like the trailers at the beginning of the Tropic Thunder and stuff like that. It's it just is ridiculous. so... Oh, it is... Oh, it looks awful. I'm sure it'll probably be brilliant. I'm sure it will. I don't know. But it looks atrocious. Yeah. So yeah. worthy and just... Yeah. It's, yeah, it looks... 
absolute Has anyone bollocks. seen the, the theatre production? No. It's meant to be incredible, yeah, the theatre production. As a spectacle. Yeah, I think Because you see, because the horse is on the stage, but yeah. horse yeah. in a film, who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. In movies that centre around animals, I think the instant I see them, I'm just like... <laughs> Talking down on a different matter, maybe, but, but when it's when it's like stuff like Sea Biscuit and stuff like that, when it's just like, oh, look at this free horse, willy, tr- free willy, check that. I just instantly like, ugh, I don't know why. I can't, I can't deal with animals dying. Yeah. I can't deal with that. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I, I, I'll cry my way through War Horse, I'm sure, but um, I still think it's shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm not excited about yeah. that. I, you know what? I've watched a few trailers a couple of days ago. I can't remember any of them now. So interesting. But, but the one there. that stands out, the one that yeah, it does. But the one that stands out and um, is the Disney one, which I know we've talked about already. But Brave, I'm so oh, yeah. excited about it. We chatted about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. How much? What did you talk about? Have you forgotten? <laughs> this is Laura. Wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> Engaged in the workshop and then forgets everything in the workshop, workshop? in the podcast and then forgets everything <laughs> we chatted about. No, yeah, well, can I, I think... talk about it again? Yeah, um, you can. Yeah, briefly. So. <laughs> I might have something different. Oh, I'll say briefly, but I'm really excited because um, the, I think the animation looks pretty incredible. Looks like, to me, watching it just, it's obviously on a 2D screen, but it looked, it almost looked 3D already. And I know that, like, not everyone's a big fan of 3D, but I thought it looked pretty incredible. And I was excited about a Disney film there. I'm going to shut yeah. up about it now. Pixar. No, I, I Pixar. was the same. I was Disney. Disney. Well, they've yeah, bought Pixar, Pixar, but it's Pixar. Okay. Yeah, and I'm the same. And I, and I yeah, and with Cars 2, Monsters 2, and Toy Story 3, I'm, I'm glad to see them do yeah, something a little bit different. Yeah, I guess it It's clearly like some kind of fantastical dark fairy tale. Yeah. What yeah, we yeah. said last week, though, when you were here but never listening. Where um, was I at this point? <laughs> you do this all the time. I don't remember it first. Anyway, we, what we were saying was that the kind of. I don't know if you felt it, but felt that they almost. When she turns up, she almost looked slightly different to the rest of the film. The rest of the film was so realistic and dark and gothic, and yeah. she looked like quite super deformed, kind of yeah. in, in yeah. a like um, an Incredibles character. It didn't bother me as much that I must admit I watched *How to Train Your Dragon* uh, last she night, like them, that yeah. oh, and that was like that. It's like the actual background stuff looked very real in that, but the characters obviously aren't they're quite exaggerated. So yeah. it had that sort of vibe. That film is amazing. Yeah, I saw that again the other night. That was that is. Brilliant. Why have we not got it on Blu-ray yet? What? Why have we not got it on Blu-ray yet? Don't know. Okay, so Brave. Um, so next week you can bring, you can probably bring we'll Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Michelle Rodriguez will have died and we'll uh, yeah. and it will fill our whole Oh, I didn't see anyone who died this week. I'm sure somebody did. It's only because it's been like a week and a bit. Yeah, true. It's not been a full week this week. Yeah. Um, Christopher Lee died tomorrow, Dave, it's your fault. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, well, what have we seen? I, as I say, I've I have seen Being a film, but it's uh, it came out a while ago. So I'll bring that in if we have time later. But I'll I'll let you guys take over. I'll start. I'll yeah. start. Um, going chronological order of the films I've seen this weekend. Uh, possibly saw so Kung Fu Panda two, <laughs> which uh, was not for those of anyone that's in the first one. Wasn't yeah, it wasn't quite as good as the first. It was a bit more. Did you like the first one? I, mean? I like the first one. Okay, yeah. I like the first one. It was a bit more sentimental in many places. But yeah, it was good. It was good and a lot of the animation was really good. But it generally follows kind of a similar format. Some There's some animal trying to, you know, end end Kung Fu when they have to save Kung Fu. Is that what happened in the first? Um, 
No, it isn't. But it, what I mean is it follows a similar format in terms of, like, these animals have to go and battle a uh, baddie. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's form yeah. structure. That's but, yeah, yeah, but... All right. <laughs> Somebody has a problem and they have to overcome it. It's yeah. so derivative. Okay, I'll shut up then. I'm joking, carry on, carry on. <laughs> So it's, it's a bit of a yeah, bit too much it, of a retro. Yeah, we watched it. We watched it in three D. Um, I thought the three D was pretty good, although some of it was way too fast. It's like you know when three yeah. uh, D just moves really fast, mm. and it's just a bit ah like, oh, too much. I think that's what they're hoping. Yeah, whatever. Forty-eight, you know, double whatever. That'll be it. The Hobbit camera will stop that because that is bollocks. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's not to be honest. There's not much to say about it. Like I say, overly sentimental in places. Um, but there has been talk that it tries to say something, but in reviews, this is like it's trying to say something. I don't really think it did that. <laughs> I don't think it was trying to say. I just think it just sort of uses a lot of these like mm. Eastern um, peace philosophy kind of quotes. Well, that is just, trying to say. So. I, I don't think the reviews think, are saying yeah, it does. But I think, I think, but I think that's that's just part of what it is and who they are, and it's you know. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's saying it successfully does it. Yeah. In defending it, I think they're saying it tries to be all. But I don't personally think it's trying to say something. Oh, okay. I just think it, they're using it yeah. because it's just part set of the scene. Yeah, setting the scene. Okay. yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Fair I don't think you know. I don't think them repeating in a piece a million times is them trying to tell you you need to have it in a piece. I just mm -hmm. think it's part of the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've not, I didn't see Kung Fu Panda, um, and I um, I saw Kung Fu Panda too as well. And yeah, I mean, I, it's it's not dull. It wasn't boring. It's just. I just felt as if the whole film was really flat. Yeah. As in, like, it's not really that dramatic. It's not that interesting. Every single joke, although it's not cringeworthy, like, say, Transformers, is, which we'll get onto in a bit, it's not painful. It's just, this is not funny. It's just, everything just doesn't, not, it doesn't really work. Mm. It's just a bit ploddy. So you just watch it and it's like, yeah, okay. And it just, yeah. and there's nothing great about it. You know, there's nothing particularly good about it. It's not... I mean, I don't know there is. I, I like it. Looks amazing. I think yeah, the kind of design of the world and the characters are great. And I think that's what I get caught up in because I do, I, you know, the the picture of it, like the can't get my words out. <laughs> but all the all the anim, well, I guess it's animation. the design. The design, yeah. It's just, I just think I just look around the, the screen and yeah. I'm not really that paying that much attention. There's not much to pay attention. <laughs> What's going on? But yeah, it does. It looks good. And the 3D, you know, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of 3D in cinema. But the 3D, I don't know, it's animation, it always seems to work, but most of that is pretty pretty good, I was quite impressed with that. But yeah, it's just a bit, oh, is that it? And, you know, nothing really going on. And I do think it is a bit too serious. I don't know if that's kind of linking in with what you're saying, but it it does feel too, when it's all about, all oh, it's, it's that messages. It's yeah. so, it's like, oh, fuck off. It's a bit Kung Fu Panda film, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like. What were the messages you think it was trying to. Well, just about. Well, the whole point of the film is, you know, trying to find the, the kind of real you, who you are, and can you, you know, will, can that come out? It's like the hero inside it is all, and it's just, and it's just a bit, oh God, it's just a bit painful and a bit, bit too serious. And it's like, it, you know, when it's being a bit silly, it's a bit more fun. Yeah. And. It pro I think probably the reason that it felt that way is because it didn't have enough of the kind of comedy comic relief like the like relief because I think if perhaps it had a bit more of that and it wasn't just a bit ploddy then perhaps you wouldn't have felt because surely I think it would have done a lot of honest. a lot of films like that that sort of are for like family films that are for, for kids particularly they do tend to have those but they're not rammed down yeah, your, not rammed like that yeah. oh, so I've seen a, a lot, lot worse them, yeah, but, 
for ramming it down your throat. Yeah, I'm not saying Definitely. I'm not saying is it, but I'm just saying it just doesn't work in this. No. You know, the idea is the kind of predictable idea of who wants to find out who his father is, and obviously ends up being no, his real father is the one who brought him up. It's just like oh, it just it's just a bit oh, you don't, he didn't need to do it. Just go on a mission, kick loads of people in the face, make a few quips, and then you'll be all right. But yeah, yeah, it's really flat. Didn't Sounds really. like a film I'm gonna talk about later. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, for me, just really flat. None of the jokes worked in it. So some of the action is all right, and but just a bit of a non-event of a film, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the other film that um, I saw was a <laughs> film called. The Tree of Life, yeah. which we have talked about a lot on this podcast. Yeah, I've been quite excited about it, but I haven't had a chance. A few people it, have been yeah. excited about it. From Damo, I actually watched it with Damo. Yeah. Um, and in the last podcast, he said that was the film he was most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I can confirm that Damo hates fucking hated it. it. <laughs> um, I can confirm that I fucking hated it, and I can confirm that Laura fucking I, hated I it. I hated it. Um, awesome. Right, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a massive Terrence Malick fan. Were, I like a, I like his early films, um, and I just. Feel as if all well, those early films, not you know, there were still. What were his the, early films then? His early films, Days of Heaven and Badlands, his first two, right? Yeah, um, and then you know they're great, and although they did have elements of sort of reflection and poetry, especially visually, mm. um, he's he's almost become like a for me a massive parody <laughs> of himself yeah. because now it is it is all that I mean. Thin Red, you know, obviously Thin Red Line, we chat about it, some people love it, some people don't, and I really didn't, I just, for me, with, with his films, it's just, it's like, more and more, people, it's just voiceover, as the films go on, it's just more and more voiceover, I'm not joking, I don't, now this is a bit of an exaggeration, there is not an interaction, this isn't an exaggeration, there is not an interaction between two characters in that film for the first 40 minutes, <laughs> two characters do not talk to each other for 40 minutes, Characters may say a word, and, and you just you just watch. We about the dinosaurs interacted. <laughs> yeah, I think the dinosaurs have more interaction in the first forty minutes than any humans do. Um, it is just so pretentious. It is just kind of wanky imagery, which then moves into wanky metaphor, which and it it's just bewildering. It is absolutely bewildering. I was just watching it, listening to this most pretentious dialogue over the wankiest image. It's like sometimes it, it is like you're watching fucking walking with dinosaurs. Or, you know, Planet Earth or something. I was expecting David Attenborough to... um, It is like that, but you don't get David Attenborough. You get some cunt reading some poetry. Really shit poetry that is meaningless. And then you get this really... I'm sure you... I don't want to talk about it too much because you haven't seen it. I don't want to ruin... But have you heard about the sequence of the creation of life? The creation of the universe and things like that? That bit is just... What... I don't know. It just comes out of nowhere and lasts for 40 minutes. No, no matter. About 20 minutes it lasts for. And you're just like... It goes what? on and on and on. Honestly, you could feel in the cinema the atmosphere of people just being like, what the hell is this? Anyway, go on, sorry. But, but also, I mean, the thing is, it picks up slightly when characters actually start talking to each other and interacting. There's, you know, when there is some element of drama to it. It yeah. picks up, and it's, it's, it's relatively, it's interesting, but only because of the previous 40 minutes we've been exposed to. But even within that, <laughs> even within the kind of story, it's like nothing is happening. It's... It's just bollocks. It's just a domestic drama, really. It's a, it's a well-acted scene in EastEnders. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't not that. I mean, the kids are really good in it, actually. Yeah, the kind are. of... It's, all te- it's a difficult one. Technically, it's great. 
you know, however shit the imagery is, it, it looks nice. Yeah. No, not well, shit the imagery. I mean, how, how well the imagery works in, in the film. It looks nice. Some of it is quite beautiful. Some of the special effects, except the dinosaurs, look mm. really great. Um, the acting's good. It's, you know what I mean? On a technical level, yeah. it is... You know, you can't necessarily fault it. It, it is... doesn't do anything. Well, that's one of the main frustrating things about it, especially with this sequence of the creation of the Earth, whatever it was supposed to be. To me, it was phallic imagery, but nobody else got that. Well, not phallic, but... Um, What's the, the female version of phallic? Funny. <laughs> female genitalia <laughs> yeah. and sperm and eggs and oh, just so much but of that. I think that the film was the that boring. Was, Laura just created that in her head, that, though. Well, no, was a fish in it that looked like I've, a funny. I've read some reviews that it said that exactly the same thing. Yeah, like a funny. There was a fish that looked like a funny that well, I, can't, I can't I can't describe how it moves. That's, that's the, but, the levels of complexity the film has. It's so open to interpretation. But. I, I can't really, but what is so frustrating is that it's all in there, but it says nothing. Like, if you've got something to say with it, brilliant. But if you haven't, don't put it in. There's just nothing to say with it. You just show me image after it's image like of what looks like smoke. But hang on a minute. Oh, it's the sea. Oh, well, oh, nature versus grace, whatever that is. It's just like, oh. And it is just really disconnected. It's jumping about. Even within its editing style. And for me, even that didn't work, but everything, it just jumps and jumps all over the shop and, and no cohesion to it whatsoever. It's just random lines, random images, mm. random scenes, and it doesn't... And you know, I've already said this, you know, the most disappointing thing about the whole film is there is just not nearly enough of Sean Penn in it, so... There is literally more dinosaur than Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. In the no film. Um, it's like... And the bit that Sean Penn is in it the most, the sequence... Oh. <laughs> Don't talk about it too much, but there's this oh. sequence near the end, which... <laughs> Is so staggeringly at sort of trite, and it is honestly, it is like I have seen student visual art films that are kind of have more kind of depth to it. Mm. It is like that's what it's like. Though, that's the point for me. It, that's what it is. It's trying to say something and says nothing. That's truly staggering. That sequence. You know which sequence I mean? Yeah, I know truly exactly. staggering. Like gobsmackingly staggering. Yeah, I was just in the cinema just thinking. I can't believe what I'm watching. It was just really weird. But then you read fucking reviews and it's getting five star reviews and it's getting, getting Oscar buzz in it. I and just... I just think, what is it? I just don't get it. And I read the reviews and I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. They're, 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 they're bizarre. And I do, uh, you, you can never know, you can never know. But I do think that if, if Terence Malick didn't make this film, no one would see it. At the same time you say that, but the New World didn't get brilliant reviews at all, and people didn't kiss his ass all that much. And but for him, New World actually on the other night, and that was yeah. fucking gobsmacking his shit as well. And um, and we was watching it, and it was just like, well, in a way, that's probably one of his more coherent films. It's it's, it's got a story. The, got... I was really surprised because I didn't finish watching the New World, but I was I started to watch it, and it was nothing like. I didn't think it was much like the trailer, apart from the long pauses and the, but yeah. And the never-ending yeah, voice. But I mean, in terms of people just kissing his ass because it's text mark, I don't, I, I don't know if people always do. No, no, no. I, I mean, just because the type of film it is, what, oh, yeah, kind okay. of, in, in terms of like, it's so open to interpretation. It's so, it's kind of symbolic. And, I mean, I've not seen, no I've not seen the film. What do I argue about? Even I'm not seeing. I probably hate it, but um, it makes me think, from what I've heard, of something like 2001. Whereas that, I mean, although yeah. there is still some sort yeah, of structure yeah. going on there, but in 2001 there's not a lot going on it. A lot of it is just looking at visuals. That... I d see, I'm, I think I'm a lot 
for example, experimental film, I'm a lot more open to experimental film than Downey is. I'm not saying it's experimental film, it's not. But that kind of idea of open to interpretation, yeah. I, I'm, I am, I'm up for that. But yeah. this has nothing to say. Mm. Not one thing. I, I couldn't get anything out of it. There was a lot of religious imagery and, and mm. you know, nature imagery. But it's like, you're not saying anything with this. You're just showing me imagery, like religious symbols, imagery yeah. and imagery of nature. And there's not, yeah, there's nothing more to that. Mm. that's just what it is I might have an internal debate of whether you know <laughs> I believe in nature or Christianity but I'm not going to because you know yeah. it's just ridiculous I don't I, I just if anyone can tell me what he's trying to say with it or has an interpretation well you can I mean it is, you say it's not open interpretation it is because everyone is interpreting it in completely different ways whether you agree that the, the meat is actually there is for me that's almost like any contemporary art, you can argue that actually what is intended, what isn't, and what the fact of the matter is, people are reading into it, and some people are thinking it's a masterpiece. Staggering, yeah, but, but true. But what I'm saying is, I've, I know what you're saying, is, oh, but, but there's nothing, I've got nothing for you, yeah, yeah, from yeah. it at yeah. all. I agree, but you know, read reviews because people, yeah, people are getting a lot out of it. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. So let's go from that to Transformers 3. Yeah. yeah. Transformers. <laughs> Transformers 3, um, I, the, the first, it's the first Transformers film I've seen, okay. um, wasn't interested in the two, wasn't really interested in seeing this, but went no. to see it, thought I'd <laughs> give it a go, and I think because I was actually expecting something awful, mm. I actually quite enjoyed it, I didn't <laughs> think it was as bad as it was going to be, um, that isn't to say that I thought it was an amazing masterpiece, no. I, far from I it, I think anyone could um, say that, but uh, yeah, but I, I sort of, quite enjoyed it I can't really say why I, I think um, I think just, just yeah there's a spectacle impressive. of it and I think the, the because it was surprising I don't um, I think what's his name Sheila Sheila Booth yeah. Sheila Booth the, the main guy I know that he gets a bit of slating but I actually didn't think he was I that bad I didn't mind bad. Sheila though he was one of the reasons I didn't mind the first Transformers film he gets too much flack I think yeah but, um, I think for, for what it is and what you know, I think uh, my sort of personal opinion is that the, the kind of opposite to Jason Statham, which is the fact that, you know, he's, a, he's kind of action hero. He's got a bit of charm. He's got, you know, I think he works in particularly in that film. Um, yeah, lots of spectacle, endless action. The mm. sequences go on and on and on, and then it does get a bit bored. I mean, definitely by the end, I was thinking, all right, just finish now. Mm. I'm more than happy for you to save the day now. Do it because I'm done. Yeah. And it and it did just go on to on there. Um, but but yeah, generally as an action film, I, I sort of more than happy to sit there for for uh, an hour and a half and watch it. But unfortunately, it wasn't an hour and a half. It was a bit longer than that. Um, and a half debut at, again. Sorry, don't know her name. Debut from this British actress, Rosie Hunter. British, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's not um, an actress. She's a model. Yeah. She is awful. <laughs> she she's not. Yeah, she's not good. Um, it's kind of what you'd expect, really, from Replace a model. I didn't realise she was a model. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, well, there was a bit of controversy around that, was there? Yeah, Something... Megan Fox was like a yeah. booty on Thomas, too, and there's yeah. those arguments. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she come... she's, it's kind of... She's so bad, she makes Megan Fox look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's very wooden, very posy. Um, incredibly... Just one of those, not not a scratch or a p 
pet speck of dirt on her by oh. the end of it, and the hair's all in place, and her makeup's still perfect. That's just, were there as many gratuitous clothes that's been tits in her ass as there were in the last Oh, <laughs> man, there was so many, like... Did Not even close. Oh, okay. So if Laura thinks there's a lot in there, so you should see the fucking... It's just no, constant. No. I don't think it ever frames a face. It's just like... Oh, oh right. No, what, what, no, not that. But, but for me, like, loads of posy, posy yeah. shots of, like, her just for no reason. Uh, I think I turned to Darren at one point and went, for no other reason, just because she looks good. Because it literally, she was standing there in the wind yeah. and, like, pulling a pouty face. And but you missed like, a bit. Now, that's the bit. It was in slow motion. She stood there, looking, and, the, yeah, and her hair's blowing. Behind her... Fucking explosions, he robot. It's like a comedy scene where robots are flying past him in the background, and it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, I really like the robots though. They're like, sort of the. I've always liked the robots. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I actually, you know, I kind of, I do this to myself. I don't know why I do, but I was so look. I began to look forward to it. You know, the trailers look dark. It's like oh, that's quite interesting because the concept is still great. Um, and then his first buzz of the, the footage, oh, it's a lot darker. We've made, made up for all the mistakes of the second film. And I thought, ooh, and I started getting excited. But unlike Laura, I wasn't pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Um, no, really disappointed in the film. I thought it was pretty shit, to be honest. Um, and the thing is, it's, it's so that I find it dull, which is weird. Yeah. Like, the beginning, there's not that much... You there's loads of action in the second half, and the first half, I find that just a bit boring. I found that with the last two. I don't think there's hardly any action in like yeah. one or two. And then, but then boring. it just like there's then this one never-ending fucking thing at the end, and it's just like so. I find it a bit boring, but me, the kind of primarily it is the writing. The writing is so bad, and the it's comedy. Lines. The thing is, Bay can't do comedy, no. and like the comedy in the second one, yeah. notorious, you know, kind of it's the balls and stuff like that, it. and the mum and dad, which. Oh. They were. I mean, the mum was terrible. In this, they're not quite as bad. But as a whole, every aspect of comedy in this film is so embarrassingly shit. It's like they've got these two comedy robots that live with him, and they're like, and got like the mangled robots of comedy limps and stuff like that. But people in the cinema were laughing at because people are morons. It's like honestly, and and then the cheesy lines, all the everything that tries to be funny is so bad it just ruins everything. Tonally, it doesn't fit. Everything about it doesn't work, and it's just so bad. But the three D's pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't even that impressed. I've heard, you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, it's as good as it is in Avatar." And it's shot in three D cameras. Fucking, you know, I just didn't forget you watching it in three D until some shit thing pops out the screen no, and fucks your eyes up. But no, I mean, I thought Kung Fu Panda was more impressive in 3D, to be honest. But yeah. I just, it just didn't work. Some of the action scenes were, were pretty good. There's moments of, I mean, the special effects are amazing. Yeah. And the robots look great. They kind of work seamlessly in it. But just just didn't do it for me whatsoever. It was just ridiculous and just yeah. painful. And it's just unnecessarily long. There's these yeah, really yeah. painful yeah, scenes. Yeah, it just goes on and on and, and on. It, and you watch it, you're like, That's, you can cut so much mm. shit. And it just, in a way, it's, it, it's it just it thinks the audience are as stupid as the film, and that it over explains things, and you're just like, yeah. I, you don't, I don't, we don't need to know you this. We, you, you're wasting our time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, you know, trim. Fuck me. Have you got an editor? Yeah. Just every bit of raw footage they've got. Okay, use it all. It's probably because it every every like shot's that. so expensive. Like, oh god, we can't we'll use it. Cost hundred million dollars. Yeah, there were so many bits where like just like big little bits where they'd just be running or something. You just think, I don't need to see that. Just and and bits of unnecessary dialogue and stuff. Just. And is it, I don't know if it, I have not seen it, but um, 
I'm guessing there's a huge amount of slow motion. If you probably think, yeah. put, put it in normal speed, it'd probably be about, about two ten hours minutes. Long. I would yeah. be a short film of it than yeah. normal speed. But yeah. no, yeah, really, honestly, Tree of Life, Kung Fu Panda Two, Transformers Three. What a shit weekend of cinema. After last week's the best um, one, Kung Fu Panda Two. Well, I'm, I'm, I am actually off to what, planning to watch Senna tomorrow. So you still not seen it? No, it's, yeah. it's still it's still on occasionally at the cinema. So Bring back the glory days of a couple of um, weeks ago. Despite your uh, glowing review, I think. Uh, I, mean, I still go, I still want to see True of Life. I'm still yeah. going to try and catch oh, it. Oh, definitely. But it's not. You can argue about it in the office every day. But it's not on at the local cinema. So boo to the Lincoln Odeon. I would be gobsmacked if you actually liked it. But scumbags, scumbag Odeon. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, well, I've I won't say too much because I've got a full written review on the site. But the only sort of vaguely recent film that I've watched uh, was Rabbit Hole, which has just been released on DVD and. Possibly Blu-ray recently. That's not on DVD. Um, and it was very good. Uh, really solid, solid drama. And um, it's all about a couple whose uh, son had died. And um, but it starts like eight months after the accident, and it's really just about them coping with the sort of grief and learning how to move on. And uh, and it's surprisingly subtle for a film with like big stars and like Nicole Kidman and stuff like that in it. Um, and it's yeah, it's. It, what was weird was, I don't think it, it was as powerful or, or as, I expected it to be really, I've been putting off watching it for ages, I was expecting it to be really depressing and just draining and a chore to sit through, but it's not, I think I found it more interesting and sort of fascinating than anything else, and it is touching, but not, I wasn't like sat there with the tissues fucking bawling my eyes out. I thought you were going to be wanking every Nicole Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, it's getting a bit old now. Tell you what, she's had some work. <laughs> Make up for Lindsay not being here, but... A fucking top lip doesn't move at all. She's, really? Something's going on. But, uh, but anyway. Uh, but no, it's, it's a, a very interesting film. The only downside, I think, is just... Maybe she had a stroke. Maybe it's a character thing. <laughs> yeah. And a kid died. The, the only thing I found was, I think, as subtle as it was, it was and as restrained as it was, I, I couldn't shake the feeling that um, more of an art house indie sort of director could uh, just be a little bit more subtle, a little bit more powerful. Just It was just lacking something. Lacking but a bit it, of depth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it had it, but some some bits were just a little bit predictable, a little bit obvious. Um, but still, I do admire the restraint. I admired the fact that it's a real adult drama. It doesn't, it doesn't sort of try and uh, cater for audiences or anything. It's uh, any, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, add, add on any. To audiences. No, yeah. it doesn't pander to audiences. It doesn't have yeah. cheesy extra little bollocks in there. Um, oh, the end. The ending. Cheesy are, bollocks. Yeah. Not yeah. what you want in a film, is it? But no, I always have a cheesy bollocks when I'm watching Nicole Kidman films. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but the the ending the ending ties up a little bit neatly and, and feels a little bit Hollywoody. But at the same time, it, it when you think it it seems that way, but when you think about it, it's like mm, it hasn't really tied up that neatly, and it still hasn't. It's but so it's, it's really good. I do recommend people watch it, but it's not amazing. It's just but four four star gave up on the site, and I'll stand by that. I think. Decent solid film. Yeah. So no, yeah, I, I I would recommend checking that out. Great. Well, uh, we've got our special section. It's always the theme of the week. Uh, last week we said we were going to do shit films we love but shouldn't, and after a bit of discussion uh, about an hour ago, um, when we realised it was a crap thing. Yeah, we just realised it was it wasn't quite working, and it was hard to find films that everyone generally thought was shit and and we generally loved. Uh, so instead, we're going to talk more about guilty pleasures, more about, I guess, about genres or styles of filmmaking that just we love more than we should, I guess. Um, so we decided 
do that. Although I think we've 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 each got one sort of example that we maybe were going to talk about previously that we could that we could link to that. Um, and for me, I'll start off because I think any regular listeners or readers of the site will know what the fuck I'm going to bring up is martial arts movies. I love martial arts movies. I don't know why. I, I do know why. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know why. The end. I do know. But, um, <laughs> I just, I, I just really enjoy them. I think there are still bad ones. There's still, I think because I watch so many of them, I, I do rank them. But I rank them in a different way. I think I would normal films. There's, there's martial arts films that I'd maybe give four or five stars, thinking, oh, they're awesome. But if you actually looked at them in terms of, I don't know, in terms of writing, in terms of directing or something like that, they're probably pretty shit. And they, if I compared it to something like Rabbit Hole, it'd, it, it'd be quite a shoddy bit of filmmaking. But for me, it's more, it's more about what's more important is the pacing, is the action choreography. Um, and it, it just pretty much those, really. And just ent- <laughs> entertainment value and, and those things. Fights per minute. Yeah, I think, but but at the same time, it's balance. You see, some films have too much action, and it just gets boring. Um, like you're saying, Transformers. If it's if it's all action and there's nothing, you need something, a little bit of story there, a little bit. Of Only character. a little bit, mind. Just yeah. enough to make you give a shit and make you care about character. Because there's nothing worse if if the two people are having a fight. It's so much more powerful if you actually want someone to win, or there's something else going on there. Um, but I think for me, I enjoy the. <laughs> this is going to sound. <laughs> pretentious, but I, I imagine in the same way people, people, people like dance, people like uh, going to the theatre and watching a dance performance. For me, I, I am always really impressed by the sort of just the skill. the skill it's of those involved of yeah. doing the the choreography and doing these crazy moves. And I, although I do watch somewhere, they're obviously like assisted by ropes and wires. But even then, if they do something beautiful with the motion and stuff like that, then that interests me. I just, I, I don't know. It just really does it for me. Um, the film I was going to mention before in my shit films that we love but shouldn't uh, was actually going to be Showdown in Little Tokyo, um, which actually it's, uh, I wouldn't call it, if it, well, I guess it is pretty much a martial arts film, but it's more of a full-on action film. And it's actually, it's a Hollywood production rather than um, a sort of Hong Kong production, which is what I usually go for. Uh, but I saw this recently for the first time after a recommend, recommendation from a film a couple of film from a film from a, few, film from a couple of mates of mine, <laughs> and uh, I. You're a rabbit hole. Finish watching it. Now watch Showdown in yeah. Tokyo. But I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's <laughs> it's directed by Mark Lester, the guy who did Commando, um, so you know it's going to be good. And it was just exactly what I mentioned before. There's no filler at all. It is just fucking ridiculously fast paced. It's Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Um, it's ridiculously fast paced. Very short, it's like 70 odd minutes or something. And all it is, is just total, it's totally filled with your sort of alpha male, sort of masculine wish fulfillment. So it's just, there'll be a fight, there'll be a comedy quip, they'll, a woman will get her tits out for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and it'll just loop that. And and it just gets the balance right as well. As I say, sometimes too much action can be boring. But, Sounds like the tissue who was going to use but, the <laughs> was used for this. But it's basically, it's, it is, for me, it is just an action junkie's dream. What's the best quip in it? Uh, they're not even very good, the quips. Well, well, are they ever, but who cares? I can't remember, to be honest. I can't remember. It was a, it was a couple of months ago I watched it. But, oh, okay. And to be honest, Brandon Lee is quite bad at delivering the quips, but but for some reason that makes it funny because he's crap at them. And I mean, there's no story. There's barely room to breathe other than fighting and quips. And Is there a showdown? Sets. There's lots of showdowns. Where is it? Showdown. Where is it set? There is a big showdown. Um, I believe it is in some... No? Oh. 
Oh, I'm trying to remember. There's so many fights in that film. I think it is in some sort of warehouse, but I might be wrong. There is a fight in a Turkish bath as well, which is quite cool. <laughs> That's been done a few times. Is that where all the is it where the women are? Uh, uh, no, actually, they, actually, it's not. Actually, there's loads of random, scantily clad uh, Japanese men. So. Not quite the scene oh, I was looking forward to. That's why you watched it. <laughs> but, uh, but there is a lot of... Uh, there's Tia Carrera in, uh, famous for uh, Wayne's World, I guess. But did yeah. she used to do adult films, or am I making that up? But she gets her tits out a few times, isn't it? That's in her early sure. days. <laughs> but yeah, it's a real trashy film. And it's, it's just a good example for me of, of what I... The sort of trashy action movies that I like. Some ones that don't mess about. They don't try and be anything different. They're like, look, I'm a cheesy action movie. I'm just going to give you what you want anything else and I just enjoyed the hell out of it so, even yeah. when like a martial arts film is shit can you still enjoy it as, as I mentioned before I can it still needs to be enjoyable uh, no there, there are still some martial arts films I watch that are a bit boring but like I say it tends to be quite often when they try to be something else sometimes and, and they fail that's, that's quite frustrating sometimes and also as I say sometimes if, if the action's not really good and there's too much of it or something I still think it's a bit crap um, but at the same time, I'll probably still sit through it more than I would a drama. If I saw a drama that's badly, badly performed, badly put together, I'd probably switch it off because it's like I'm not interested in watching this. It's boring. Whereas I guess if a, if a martial arts film is shit, I'd still probably watch it because I might think, oh, the finale might be good. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. But so yeah. the drama, all it's got is it's writing and acting. Yeah, that's what it relies on, isn't it? Because if that's shit, then it's, it's you know got nowhere to go. Yeah. But that's 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 my. My uh, guilty pleasure. But, I mean, it are things like, I mean, like, um, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not a big fan of those kind of films. I quite like um, Jackie Chan. I but purely Chan, from, yeah. like, what you said about skill and technique, and I watch what yeah. you can do, and I think, fuck. I think for Jackie you know. Chan as well, it's charisma. I think that's that's can be important in action movies. Jackie Chan is just, I don't know, he's very lovable to watch, and just, and he seems like a nice sort of guy. And yeah. That can help. I, I think he... You need a bit of charisma to be... Uh, a bit but are scary. things like Crouch, T- Tiger, Hidden Dragon, is that like a masterpiece in martial arts film? As, um, martial arts film? Or no? I, 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 lo- I love it, yeah. yeah but, I mean, um, but I do... On a lot of, I go on a lot of martial arts fan sites and stuff, and there are some people who don't like it as much, but mainly because in that film, um, there's a lot of... You get pure... It's, it's very weird. You get a lot of purists. Sure, I can imagine it's and, the purest Yeah, and, and Crouch and Tiger's got a lot of wire work. The, 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 the yeah. choreography in that, it looks beautiful, but it's not... It's not. It's not. It's not very hard hitting. It doesn't look like they're really hurting each other. It is like that. Is I'm like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to ask a really stupid question, but I guess like Bruce Lee is like the the Godfather. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Bruce Lee, uh, you, you, um, yeah, and, and you do get a lot of a lot of people still love Jackie Chan and the Sammo Hung, who is less. Chuck famous. Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Chuck Norris. Cry days, kid. One of uh, <laughs> Cry Kid, not as much, <laughs> but. Um, I try to think of some of the other, the other, but yeah, there's a lot of big names. This, um, oh, my brain's gone. There's a guy who's in the Sh- all the Shaw Brothers ones. I can't remember his name, but he's in um, uh, he's in Kill Bill as well. But I can't remember his name, but anyway, there's that. There's also Shunny Chiba. Shunny Chiba as well is a the big old one. The guy in Kill Bill, he's dead yeah. now. Oh, he's dead the main now. Yeah, guy. Yeah. No, not Carradine. No. no, not Carradine. No, no, the the he's only got a small role. The, the dead guy, guy. He's the guy who sells Umizen and the sword. Um, is another famous Oh, one. I see. Yeah, um, so there's it's also. Smaller, yeah. Oh, he plays. I can't remember. I'm bad with bad with the names, to be honest. Um, and another. And Sunny Chief is quite big, although he's Japanese and he started. The Japanese had their own style of action movies, which were less choreography based and more just ridiculously over the top and very violent. He did the Street Fighter movies. They're, they're awesome fun. 
and not nothing to do with the games. Um, <laughs> it's, it's well before that. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love them. <laughs> so um, an hour later, with Dave in his martial <laughs> arts films, I could talk all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good do mine, I suppose. My guilty pleasure, because the thing is, I'm quite really kind of harsh on films, and there's not, you know, I'm. There's a lot, you know, they've got to not be perfect, but they've got to be. Then what you said about, you know, they are what they are, and there's no shame in that. For me, that is sort of number one rule in filmmaking. Yeah. Be what, be, have confidence in what you are, yeah. and don't try and be anything else. Don't pretend to be anything else. If you're a shit action film, be a shit action film. Mm-hmm. Don't try and be worthy or do this, and if you're this, you know, just be what you are. Um, but anyway, but, and I, you know, I'm going to get ripped a lot by people for being too harsh, and comedies are very, really. Things, things make me laugh a lot in real life, but in films, very hard. But, for some reason, my guilty pleasure is talking animal films. And there's no, I don't know, quite know what it is, but for some reason... You're a big softie at heart? I can watch any talking animal film, and I will find it borderline hysterical. And I don't quite know why. I'm talking even the shit to the shit, like the Doctor Doolittle films and things like that, and... You know, I'm kind of borderline obsessed with talking animal films. Are you excited and about Zookeeper? Zookeeper saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah I mean, even that, I don't know what it is because it's oh obviously God. shit it's in the so light. Awful. But I don't know what it is. You get a gorilla talking, and I'm just <laughs> that gorilla looks pretty good. In but I'm movie. just I don't know what, what it is. is. I can't help it. I mean, what about Congo? Congo, Congo is brilliant. It's not a talking animal film, but Congo is a great. That's a great action oh, film. Honestly, <laughs> I have. I have never seen Darren laugh more insanely than what I saw him laugh at Beverly Hills Chihuahua <laughs> about a talking pug in a dress. I mean, that's the thing. When you talk about like fights incredible. per minute, mine is in puggage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If he's got a pug in it, I mean, the... yeah, I don't know what it is. I just love talking animals. I do love animals in films. I do love kind of, um, you know, the film from when I was a kid that, me- you know, that I never always made me cry and still makes me cry to this day is, Pro- is um, Project X. Yeah. I don't that's know if anybody's seen it. Oh, that film. In tears, I watched it all the time, every single time. Because I used to be, well, I still am a bit obsessed with monkeys. My, my monkey teddy collection will uh, <laughs> attest to that. But um, you know, and that, and I don't know what it is. I whack a monkey in a film on there, a talking monkey. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I don't know what it is. I suppose there's loads of talking animal films that I love. So you should like. Well, you, do you ever draw a line though? Are there, are there any talking animal films that you just even no. with the talking animals you've no. seen that it's like? Okay. I've never watched a talking animal film that I can't drive enjoyment from. It's mad, isn't it? There's not never been a, an animal-focused film that I've never derived enjoyment of. Even like Monkey Trouble and Dunstan Checks In and stuff like that, but they don't oh talk, but... I can like just... Night at the Museum, do you enjoy that? Night, well, oh, I've only seen half of it. I bought it on DVD. Well, why even watching half of it on telly? I was like, oh, I can't, can't wait to watch this. There's they not even like... that many animals in that. No. I, I don't know, I've not seen it, but... There are, there are, there are cheeky monkeys. Loads of little monkeys in it. And... But, um, I mean, Stuart Little... I'm a, I fucking hate M. Night Shyamalan, man. I mean, I really cannot stand any of his really? work. And But he wrote Stuart Little. And I actually think Stuart Little, because he's got a talking mouse in it. Um, <laughs> You'll give it a pass. I liked it. But it has, some of the writing's actually quite funny. There's this bit with a cat and, um, and, um, and he's talking and they're looking for Stuart. I can't remember. I think he is. He's talking for Stuart Little. And then and they go, like, oh, we're just going to go find Stuart Little. And he goes, don't worry. Um, I'll be here for years. I'm just looking at myself. And if I find the right spot, I'll be here for hours. And I was like, <laughs> I was there. I was like, crying with laughter. But the, the film that um, obviously Babe is like the is like the Babe. Citizen Kane of talking animal films, <laughs> and I like it. But for me, I mean, like, there's one film, it's a Japanese film called oh, Milo and Otis. Yeah. Now that's got a pork as the main character, 
Oh, that film is stunning. I've only got it on Region 1, which is annoying. You can't get it over here. Homebound? Um, Homebound's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Milo and Otis is amazing. It's got a pug in it, and it's... Yeah, it's like, it's like Homeward Bound, but with a pug. Um, but the film I want to talk about is a film called Paulie, which is a talking parrot film, which is weird because parrots can talk anyway. It's actually not... It's actually more of a, an <laughs> autonomous parrot. It's actually a parrot who knows what it's saying rather than mm. just repeating. I fucking love that film. Um... And I don't know, again, it's, it is just like a textbook film. But the thing is, I even get really, even like the cheesy sentimentality of talking animal films get me. I don't know what it is about them, they kind of really touch me. <laughs> you know, I, I can't explain it's it. Strange I do, I can't, yeah. it's weird. I, I've got that thing with, um, it's not certain types of films. Marsh that song. But no, no, it's certain things, certain things that happen in films, that, the only things that make me cry, it's, for some reason, Pixar films. Pixar films always make me cry. Uh, but the other thing is, it's just when somebody does something really nice for, for somebody else, a bit of a selfless act, I just, I just turn, turn into just an absolute gibbering mess if that happens in a film. I don't know why. <laughs> Always. And it happens a lot in Pixar films. And it, it, just, it just turns into a bit of a what little... You said like little things in the brains. It just yeah. But yeah, poorly is brilliant. There's some really good lines. There's some really adult lines. There's loads of... There's about, cause there's this Russian guy who sort of takes over poorly. And there's loads of like gags to Chekhov and stuff like that, which obviously I really... Obviously, come from the bit back then, but I fucking loved all that. So, but, but that's like, tough guy. Are you really? Exactly. I like I'm it. Trying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying I'm sorry to, to quote um, <laughs> Isla Pauling because I'm from a theatre background. No, that's not what I said. I said I, there's, there's a lot of there's a Chekhov quote to, guys. There's quotes to Chekhov. It's but so that's what's weird about it. That's what, you know, in a way, you know, in terms of what I like about Pixar is that there's a lot of adult sort of jokes in it. And that Pauly is a kind of cheesy sort of kids' film, but it's got loads of kind of adult gags in it and I was just re- referencing it yeah. because you you know you're, you you work for a theatre company it's got loads of check gags <laughs> and to be honest I guess Paul is early 90s or something yeah 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 and to be honest I don't think kids films did that quite as often yeah, yeah. maybe threw in a few here and there but yeah I think it was mid I think I was it's working. more of a late 90s sort of trend isn't it to do that like kind of self-referential time, really. sort of yeah, yeah and yeah and um but yes talking anime films love them random Laura, any guilty pleasures? Do you know what? I've struggled with this because I, I don't really, in terms of film, I don't really have a guilty pleasure. I tend to have them more with like TV. So the girl who likes Lady in the Water. <laughs> yeah, well, my the, initially my film was going to be Lady in the Water um, for for the film that everybody else hates and you kind of like. Um, but the, yeah, in terms of guilty pleasures, I think probably the the only one for me. Um, that I will kind of watch any kind of film from, mm. and it's not even a genre, it is just old films. So anything probably like pre 19 well, I get, you know what, not even old films, 1940s films in particular. Okay. I, I've just got, and a lot of people, you know, think that I suppose some of the, some of the films where the, I guess the acting is can can be quite wooden or or whatever, but I still I still love them. It doesn't bother me. I just I will just yeah. watch any any 1940s film. You know, bring them all on. I'll watch them all one after another. <laughs> I don't care how bad they are. And I don't know what it is. Whether it's something to do with like some sort of sentimentality yeah. and like this. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's to do with uh, clothes <laughs> or something. I don't know clothes. And, I just don't know, and I think some of the, the what I particularly like um, are some of the, the film stars from around that time. Just like the kind of class that they have, yeah. I just I kind of buy into all that. I love it. You yeah. know. Although the acting's less realistic in those days, That's they it. had a certain 
charm. Well, there was a charm about it, and there's that just something about it. It's like a warmth. And this isn't, and and this is something that I've developed in my adult years. It's not like I used to, you know, there's no sentimentality in the fact that I used to watch old films with my nan or anything mm. like that. This is, you know, mm. this is something that I've just become, just become a real fan of these types of films. Mm. But I can't, yeah. That's yeah, it, really. I, yeah, I'm a, I can side with you about I can't it. Talk about it. In even shit. I mean, like you said that. I mean, could you watch any film, even if it is abysmal? Can you still? I'm there. You still? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think particularly uh, when was Citizen Kane made? That was made in the forties, didn't it? Way before that. Way before. Twenty. Was it? No, no. it was the forties. That was the forties. Sure early forties. Like it was very late thirties. Very late thirties. Yeah, and probably late thirties is probably, and you know, obviously that was that I kind of struggled through but could still watch because, yeah. and, I, and obviously that is an incredible film but maybe because the style of that is so modern yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't what you style. wanted from an old yeah, yeah, film but that's what, that was my point yeah. I was trying to make is that actually I think it, it is that sort of slight yeah. unrealistic nature mm. and, and the the yeah. what's the, like the glamour of the stars and, yeah. and it's weird because think, it's not like me to yeah. buy into all that but I actually do Love that. I must admit, I, I do have a soft spot for old films. Um, I've also got quite a soft spot for old books. I read a lot of old books in the 40s and 30s and things. But I think for me, I quite, I find them fascinating as well because attitudes and stuff have changed. I, I, I read a lot of like the old uh, sort of gumshoe sort of detective novels and they're often quite racist and sexist. And for some reason... <laughs> I quite like that fact in those books because I, I don't know. I don't, you maybe like the racism and the sexism, yeah. Dave. No, I don't like the racism or agree with it, but I think it, maybe I just find it quaint or I just find it <laughs> odd. I think I find it fascinating that it was acceptable. and Yeah. I don't think that's not the main reason why I yeah, like yeah. them, but, but as you say, I think it's the fact that everything's so changed, it feels so weird. And um, The reason Darren's quiet, for those of you who don't know, is because he's looking up Sisters and Cain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, try and prove us wrong. I actually no, considered... No, I'm not. I'm actually... I actually, I actually considered for my uh, guilty pleasure to be, uh, there's a film, I, I've only seen it once on a plane, so I don't know, I can't remember much about it, it was actually a Doris Day film, which is actually Pillow Talk, and one of the reasons I liked that was it, was, it was Rock Hudson and Doris Day, and Rock Hudson is such a twat, um, and he's so manipulative to Doris Day, I think I just found that hilarious, and it's, I don't know, I think stuff like that I quite like in old films, because they got away with it and it was considered like, oh, he's suave, but actually he's a bit of a cock and yeah. it's like... But you defend, that's the thing, you defend it, like, um, I don't know if this was, but this is, might have been in the 50s actually, but um, the, um, oh, I want to say Gentleman with the Fair Blonde, but it's not that one, How to Marry a Millionaire. Yeah. And the idea that <laughs> that film, I mean, it's a big film and it's mm. not, you know, it's quite, you know, it's well respected. But the idea that, the, you know, these three women are trying to find ways to marry rich men, you know, goes against all of my principles. Yeah. But actually, I will defend it to the death. And I'm yeah. trying to defend it by, like, going, yeah, but no, in the end, they discover that that's not what they want, really, even though most, like, I think two of them get rich men in the end. But mm. it's like, I just love it so much. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I love I love the characters in it. And even though those characters are, you know, if I met them in real life, I'd, I'd want to slap them in this. I love them and I love their kind of cockiness and vulturness and mm. uh, Maybe it's because deep down you wish you could marry a rich man. Yeah, maybe. They're fulfilling your fantasies maybe, maybe go that's to the cinema. Is, yeah. yeah. Must be. <laughs> Great. So we all have our guilty pleasures. Uh, well, I guess we should... Oh, it's hitting the hour, Mike. I thought we'd be a lot shorter tonight, but no, we, we went off on one. 
Um, so, but um, moving on, uh, let's have a look at what's coming out in the next fortnight. We have a few big budget releases coming out on, on, on the 15th, which is Friday. We have Harry Potter coming out, and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 coming out nationwide after a, a Are you excited, screening. Dave? No. Are you excited, Darren? Although, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know, this second one, it could, I do think it could potentially, because one of the main problems I had with the last one was it was just dull and nothing happened and no drama and Pure it's like exposition. It's just bollocks whereas this I guess because it's part two this is just going to be the exciting stuff that comes after all the expositions so maybe it'll be quite exciting but I don't know I'm not that excited I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all so I'm not really excited big debate whether to watch it in 3D or not uh, yeah and then probably not um the other film. That'll be as much drama as the film I'll yeah. get out of me. <laughs> Another film that I'm much more excited about that <laughs> you guys probably won't be uh, is Hobo with a Shotgun comes out on the same day. <laughs> I've been really wanting to see that for a long time. It's it's one of the Grindhouse films um, that started off as a trailer on the Grindhouse double bill. Um, but, I mean, I mean, like Machete came out, I wasn't as excited about that and stuff like that. The reason I'm excited about this is actually the trailer. It just looks utterly insane. It looks more stylized and more visually interesting than like Machete did and, and Planet Terror and, and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. It just looks it, it looks cool to me. I've just heard a lot of good things about it, to be honest. People, people in the blogging community have been raving about it. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Cell 211 is out, which I've heard a lot of very good things about, actually. It's like a prison thriller. Um, I don't know a lot of, other than that. It's somebody, somebody basically infiltrates a prison, I think, from what I've heard, and and poses as a, a prisoner to get information or something. But it's supposed to be a really taut, sort of exciting, sort of thriller. It, it sounds great, uh, but I don't know a huge amount about it. Uh, we've also got Bobby Fisher Against the World, a documentary about the tragic and bizarre life of Bobby Fisher, uh, the chess master. Don't know much about him. It's not in, into the world of chess. Interesting. But I think he had quite a, a controversial life, I guess. <laughs> so that could be interesting. Uh, Did he live his life as though he was on a chessboard? That'd be quite incredible. Possibly. <laughs> Which piece or different piece of day? Well, yeah, or maybe. Maybe just one piece, but yeah. Or a different piece of year. Anyway, uh, the next film <clears throat> is. Right, is Zin, Zindagi na Milegi Dobora. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's some sort of Bollywood drama. There wasn't much information about it online. Uh, the next film was Bal, otherwise known as Honey. Uh, that's the quiet. This is. I'm just reading off some synopsis that I found. Uh, this is the quiet life of a boy and his family is endangered when his father does not return home from his work collecting honey in the forest. Sandboard. Um The next we. Oh, it's also out on the 15th of July. We have Treacle Junior. Uh, this is from. Oh, I didn't write his name down. I've forgotten his name, but it's the director. What's his name? A British director, basically. He did uh, he did a lot of music videos, including radio, a couple of Radiohead ones. He did Just, um, and he did the Coffee and TV Blur music oh, video. Christopher. And, I know. Oh, Julie and Rose. I don't know. Some of that. But um, he also did the Cry of the Hour, which I reviewed on the site ages ago, which was quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, so I'm not massively excited about this, but no, British film might be good. Um, but. Yeah, basically the synopsis is Tom is 40. He walks out one day rather abruptly on his wife and baby boy and his seemingly happy life. So a guy finds a new lease of life. Jamie Farves? Yeah, Threaves of Farves or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, that's his latest film. So the week after, the following week, the 22nd of July, we have Cars 2. 
which we've brought up quite a few Ooh. times in the podcast. I don't think any of us is particularly looking forward to that. And we have horrible bosses, which looks horrible. Did <laughs> uh, you get yeah, to see that? Probably, probably. Dodgy sort of comedy. It looks pretty naff. Uh, we've got Beginners, which is Mike Mills' yeah. next film. The guy did Come Sucker, well, which yeah. that was pretty disappointing. Can you trade for that? No, I haven't. Looks awful. But yeah. So yeah, it's all about cancer. Um, yeah, uh, then we've got the big picture, which the synopsis says the guy shoots his wife's lover and assumes his identity. I think I reread yeah, that is synopsis. It, is it a French film? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's about somebody taking over um, his wife's lover's identity who he kills. Oh, French talent is terrific. Yeah, so that could be interesting. Um, the Violent Kind, that is a film I've been sent to review, so keep an eye out for a review of that soon. Um, that's It's about biker gang and stuff. It's supposed to be a re- an odd, sort of nasty sort of silent drama sort of thing. Uh, there's a re-release of Gilda, talk, talking of old male films from the 40s. Uh, uh, my brain's gone. Rita Hayworth, um, sort of film noir sort of drama that's getting re-released. So we, old films are great for film noir. Yeah, I love Nailed film it. Noir. Yeah. But um, Singham, which is another, a Bollywood action movie, might be fun. <laughs> uh, we've got the re-release of another old film, The Lavender Hill Mob, which um, one of the Ealing comedies, which I'm a massive Final. Have you ever watched any of the Ealing comedies before? Lavender Hill Mob, uh, Man in the White Suit, Canats Cornets, which is one of my favourite films of all time. And Lady Killers. Lady Killers, yeah. But that's a great film, so check that out. If I, I guess it's playing in London, probably nowhere else. Uh, and finally, we've got Break My Four, which is a British drama that didn't have much details about it online, so it's probably not getting a wide release. But as I said, always nice to see what's going on in the British independent film so world. So this. Uh... Is it Life in a Day out then? You talked about it last time, didn't you? Is it already not, out? Not out yet, no. I think it's not out till... You were talking about the trailer. It's not out till oh, later. You were just talking about the trailer, yeah. It's not out for a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, oh, well, I don't know when it's out. It's probably, I think it's September. Oh, yeah. I thought it was out fairly soon. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but that's about it. That's what's coming out soon. Uh, in terms of site news, before we round this off, um, we've got the short film showcase uh, is back and running. I've got a short film called Whack on there. Um, but we're still looking for submissions. If you've got a short film you want to submit, uh, email it to email a link online. If it's up already, email the link uh, to info at blueprintreview.co.uk and we'll have a look over it and see if it's suitable. Yeah, in other site news, um, this week we're going to have the first in a gaming podcast. Okay, That's going to be um, partnering with the site with the 30 Mini Gamers, which is uh, a podcast with a different feature each week. Um, and it lasts for 30 minutes. Awesome. Um, I think we should um, yeah. <laughs> have a stopwatch <laughs> yeah. for something like that. Um, but so that's great. So um, next podcast, we'll have a lot more details and links mm-hmm. and things like that because it's going to be part of yeah. a bigger expansion of the gaming section. Yeah, because the gaming section, we launched a while ago, but it didn't really get off the ground. So now we've got these guys coming in. And some more. We've got, we've got, got a few, few people, people so. coming in. So hopefully that's really going to lift off soon. So um, any gaming enthusiasts out there, um, check it out. Uh, we should be talking about next week's theme, but I've realised we've not really uh, decided. Have we not decided? No, no we haven't. Oh, well, we'll surprise you. We'll Soon surprise as we tend you to surprise week. you anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to do this. Oh, no, and then we're we not going to do this. It, yeah. Maybe it the best ever summer blockbusters. Yeah, we could talk That'd about summer good. blockbusters. Yeah. It's, that, it's getting towards that season. Yeah, well, it's, it's in that season, I guess, with Harry Potter and all best that. Best in our lifetime that we went to the cinema to see. Okay. Yeah. Should, should we be reviewing ones that we haven't seen or talking about personal 
Personal uh, favourite personal, experiences. Personal favourite. Okay. okay, well, I know what I'll talk about in six for that, I think. Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, it came out. <laughs> I won't tell, I'll talk about it next week, but it just came out the right moment for me, that film. Yeah, it was, we was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I've got, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, right, yeah. awesome. Right, brilliant. That, that, that's Thank it, God then. it was a short one this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hour and ten minutes, brilliant. Telling talks a lot. <laughs> right, see you later. <laughs>